What's love got to do? Got to do? Ticka, 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 what? It's your man, Chaos J, DMC. We're back again like we never left. What's money got to do with love? Let's get into it. Of a master plan. Say what? This ain't nothing but sweat inside my hand. So I dig into my pocket, all my money spent. So I should deep up, still coming. Easy. I got chills right now. This song is the business. And none other than Miss Dunn 101 here. Mrs. Dunn 101 here chose this song. Props. Shout out. It's your man, Chaos J, here with the DMC. Dating, mating, communicating. Twitter, you already know where I'm at. Instagram, chaos underscore oceans31. Oceans, why? Because your boy's so wavy. What? Happy 4th of July, everybody. The day after belated. Who's next to me right now? Is it the Dunn 101? All I know is if I ever get depressed, I'm going to call you and I will not feel depressed. Not at all, because as soon as I pick up the phone, I'm like, Dunn 101! What's going on, queen? How you doing? This is Constance Dunn. You can find me at Twitter or Instagram, at Constance I'm really excited about tonight's show. And this is great. If you guys are youngins that are listening to us, I like to go back into the vault, because there are gems. Like this is Air definitely Air old school, but this yeah. is classic. Exactly. Like, you need this in rotation. Yes, exactly. So if you're not up on Eric B and Rakim, I'm gonna need you to go and do your homework yeah, and yes. put this in rotation. One of the great duos of rap. <sighs> All right, so today's show, also just FYI, shout out to Jimmy. He's still out of town, getting his vacay on. Yeah. Um, you guys are gonna get a double dose of Chaos J and the Queen Constance Dunn 101 because uh, right after this, we've got the Catfish Show. Sorry, I had to plug it. Okay, so. We're talking about what's money got to do with love, yeah. which low-key, a lot. Um, then we got uh, relationship goals. Uh, we got hot felon shenanigans. We got Instagram blast shenanigans. We got a whole bunch today. So first, let's get into it. We're going to talk about uh, love and money. Right, right. So this is like a never-ending topic of fascination for me, but it's obviously something that really uh, men and women uh, connecting, there's always this big issue. And it's really interesting because there's a lot that, of course, I favor evolutionary psychology. There's a lot of uh, research in this area, but there's a lot that is changing about this. And I thought it was really interesting. Um, in general, the patterns are that women have traditionally sought out men Women that are looking for long-term relationships and looking for men with whom to reproduce with look for men who, of course, can sustain those children, can sustain a household. This goes back for many, many, many um, hundreds of years, and it's, some of it still remains. However, it is interesting to note that some research is done on this kind of throughout the world, and as a woman's income rises, she's selecting less upon your ability to earn and how much you bring in. So it's basically there's this great concept in evolutionary psychology of what they call the trade-offs. So the idea is if I'm making my own money, I'm not that concerned with how much money you make. I'm going to be looking for things like, depending on where I am in life, your looks. I'm going to look for maybe your kind of emotional, kind of uh, how appealing you are to me emotionally, how you treat me, kindness, things like that. Okay. Yeah. So real quick, you said 
depending on where you are in age, your looks. Like, I hope y'all like. caught that out there. Oh, so uh, are, yeah. are what is what you're saying? Let me just make sure I'm wrapping my mind right. around this. So is it safe to say that you're saying as as one gets older, the importance of looks lessens? No, it had to do with basically, um, like you just like, oh, you know what? Yeah, no, no it might. He's out of might. shape, but you know, he's got a good job and he, <laughs> he's kind of nice. He holds the door for me. It's uh, the idea that it really what overrides all of this, because this is this is what prompted me to get into this topic. There is the idea that women are accused a lot of being gold diggers. And I got really interested in that. And that seems to come most um most loudly from men who I think are frustrated. Okay. Okay, I'll just say that I, I think it tends to come from guys who feel that they are entitled to a certain caliber of woman. And when they are not getting that caliber of woman, they suddenly are like, women are bitches or gold diggers, all this stuff. <laughs> However, if you look out in the world, you will notice that there's very rich people, but the bulk of people are not very rich. And right. so all sorts of people are connecting. <laughs> right. So um, the idea was was that I just got interested in mate selection and the impact of how important, important money is. And it's very individualistic. Like, if you have a lot of money, you don't care how much your lady brings in, right? Right. But I also feel like, yes. I mean, in all ways, there's all, obviously there's always... It, you know, there's always exceptions to this. Yes. There's lots. always exceptions to these rules. However, right. I I feel like there's always been more of a of a more of an importance placed on how much money a man makes. Yes. Um, you know, when it comes to the selection process, right. Then more than the guy saying, "Well, what kind of job does she have?" Right. <clears throat> Men don't select on that as we, much. No, not yes. at all. Like, mm-hmm. okay, go ahead. No, no, it's true. I want to hear you. What, so, what you, you think? say it you can okay so all right (laughs) i i get it okay i get it and i definitely agree um that there are gold diggers right um but there i feel like there also can be somewhat of consideration to 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 take when you look at what classifies a you know what's the distinction between a gold digger like a true gold digger versus uh, just someone that wants to be able to find a man that's going to you know support her and be able to sustain a family right because no woman wants to you know wants to have to struggle and worry about where that next check is going to come from right and if they're going to be able to feed the kids and themselves exactly so what that's that's the woman's uh that's where the woman's priorities are when she's choosing to mate. Exactly, obviously, exactly. is yeah. you know how well he can provide. Especially and for with, us, you know, yeah. we want to know: is this woman going to be able to bear our children and bear us healthy children? Right. You know, right. in addition to you know making me happy. Right. But I feel like it's more important as to whether or not she can successfully you know, bear my kids, bear my seed right. or whatever, like whatever that is. And here's where it gets really weird because, um, again, for but t- there's a lot of men that make really bad decisions when it comes to right. that, well, or they don't even make decisions at all. They're just like, Oh, ski, ski, ski. Oh goodness. Exactly. Oh, damn. I'm late. And, uh, um, but there's something interesting. So men have typically selected more on looks. Right. Right. Which S- sometimes tends to get them in a lot of, it trouble. does. And typically, um, 
what indicates a good genetic disposition is the idea of like waist to hip ratios, things that really attract a male's, right. a straight guy's curves. eye. Exactly, curves. Men are that. very attracted right. to curves the, the instinctually. Right, instinctually. It's, it's not even necessarily you. that I'm actively like, yeah. But that's just instinctually exactly. that my animalistic traits right. dictate that I am attracted to someone with curves because, you know, if she's healthy, she's curvaceous, she has childbearing hips. Exactly. Granted, right, right. I'm not looking like, yeah, them some good childbearing <laughs> hips. But obviously men are attracted to hips. Right. Which can, can, can you know, go, go along with that whole exactly. curve thing. Exactly. And it, and it really is... Just we just want to make sure that we can reproduce, and it's embedded in you because you know I said my DNA girl. But we're the descendants, and everybody watching and listening, you are the descendants of people who are very successfully able to reproduce, right? Healthy, healthy spawn. They got busy and exactly. And there's women also look for men with healthy reproductive capacity as well. Um, But some of the things that we do are drawn, like symmetrical facial features, like high cheekbones, uh, thick, lustrous hair. Those are what they call the signifiers of like good fertility. And of course, it doesn't. You know, you could be someone who has the signifiers all day, and then you might have some reproductive challenges. Likewise with men. uh, and about 40 to 50% of issues with infertility, it's the man has a problem. So it is interesting because I find that like a lot of the, the onus or the, the emphasis is really put on a woman's fertility. Right. But a and guy, sometimes it's not. Uh, it's right. Not, it's not It's not the woman's right, fault. Sometimes, it's sometimes the, it really is the dude. Like yeah. the swimmers just aren't swimming, bro. Right. And that's kind of happening I, as I understand a little bit more and more. So just shout out, guys, get yourself tested. It costs about 125 bucks. Um and you can learn a lot about your actually like your sperm, like motility, meaning how like active they are. Because there are things that you can do from a health perspective, as I understand it. To improve yeah, your yeah. situation. And then and not only that, but uh-huh. by being possibly being proactive and not waiting till you're in a relationship and you're trying to have kids and it's not right. happening. Taking the, <clears throat> taking the steps to do that now before you get in a serious relationship. So you kind of know... If you have to improve or if you're good to go. Exactly. So that way it's not a surprise when you do get to that that point in your life and you want to have kids. It's like, well, maybe it's her. Because that can also yeah. be, you know, uh, produce a lot of issues, too, when it comes to relationship. Everything can be damn near perfect right. in the relationship. But then, you know, you guys both want kids. Maybe she more so than you or vice versa. And if it's not connecting, right. then that can also be one of the things that can actually break up. A relationship. Yeah, and it's really weird. I know we were talking about money and it's talking about fertility, but there's so much happening with science, particularly with, um, you know, women's peak fertility was traditionally around 25. It might still, but if you are a person that like freezes your eggs, um, you can also physically carry a child to 50. So it's basically. Uh, like Janet Jackson. Right, okay, right. Like Janet Jackson. So it's really interesting. Which is crazy because I, low key, I'm not that I'm knocking it. I mean, right. you know, to each their own, but I don't know. I feel like 50 is really old to have a kid. Yeah. And I'm not saying 50 old in the sense of like you're just old because right. 50 isn't really old, right. but it's old when it comes to just starting a family in the sense that I've always I've always heard people say it's better to have your kids when you're younger so that way you can not only enjoy your children right. more, but you can be able to get up and run around and play yeah. with them, Yeah, you know, as opposed to just, you know, oh, that's nice, honey. And you go to all your, you know, the plays and the school functions and people think you're their grandparents because you're just old as dirt because you started <laughs> late, but you got a bunch of money so you could legit just pay for it. That's another sad thing, too, right. just to speak on that real quick, is that, you know, there's people that 
really deserve there's a lot of people that don't deserve to have kids we already know this right. and there's people that really do want to have yes. kids appreciate the yeah. value of having children and starting the family and they can't you know do the medical reasons but then they also can't afford it because it's so damn expensive exactly and that's part of the issue with fertility people are waiting longer it's not like oh i wanted to wait to 42 do you know what i mean it's a matter of just like I, the years went by, I wanted to wait till I had A, B, C, and D in order, and maybe that didn't happen until a little later. It's and and with the, uh, I feel like, you know, as times have changed and women have, be, you know, become more, I hate to say, I feel like I'm talking in a bunch of cliches right no, now, no, but as women has beco- be, become more dominant in the workforce, right. more independent, um, you know, and not really, you know, just staying at home and being a housewife, I feel like, you know, the family, the, the whole family thing has kind of taken the back seat. Sure. And so it's really common to see where, you know, women that do start having kids later in life. And this when sometimes there are problems, sometimes they're not. But then it seems to be if you've got the means, a lot of women are, I'm hearing a lot of women are freezing their eggs. Yes. Because they're like, I'm not ready to have kids, but I know I want to know that when I'm yeah. ready to have kids, I can do that. But right now I'm focused on my career, which I, I, I hate hearing that so much, but I do understand yeah, it's weird. that, you know, you want to get to a certain place in your career, especially if, if you actually are working on a career yeah. as opposed to just kind of just taking jobs as they come. And, you know, it's funny because um, David Buss is an evolutionary psychologist, uh, sociologist, and he's kind of the leader. He's done so much research, and he did a really groundbreaking study across 37 cultures where he really t- looked at how, like, mate value and mate choice and how, what, how people generally select. And um, something that he, one of his findings, which I found really interesting, I was reviewing this again. I studied it in graduate school, and I always liked David Buss, but I looked at the study again. Um, men are going to be selecting on beauty. They tend to do that a little more than women. Women do select on attractiveness as well, but they also rated intelligence, kindness, and understanding of a prospective mate as important attributes. And for many men, these traits were more important than her physical attractiveness. So we're talking LTR, long-term relationship. And these guys aren't, you know, he found this to be a general. Does does it sound right to you? It it sounds, it sounds right. But I was going to ask, I was going to ask. Was there a specific age range in that in, in in that study, or was that just kind of across the board? Because me personally, uh-huh. and I can be way off base here, so <clears throat> by all means, you guys, you know, hit us up in the chat in the comments if Kells is off base. But I feel like <clears throat> while men do men like we do value the other traits, I feel like when you're younger, it's more about beauty sure. than everything else. Everything else kind of takes a back seat. Uh-huh. Is she banging? LTR, though? Yes. Okay, LTR. I think. Beauty. To a certain extent. Okay. Like, you low-key, you want someone that's attractive. Yeah, she can be nice, she can be this, she can be that, and I feel, and this is just, again, just my perspective. Right. Um, I feel that in some situations, you'll find where the dude gets with someone that is just, you know, they're knocked down, drop dead gorgeous, but it's not, everything's not right. And, and, and there's a lot of all these other traits, the kindness, the compassion, intelligence, and all that are lacking. And then you see them doing dirt on the side with someone that's far less attractive. And there's always that question like, well, wait, I don't get it. Like, 
why is he messing with her? Because she looked like a hot garbage compared to his his woman over here. Oh, I see what you're saying. So and I feel it. like okay. in some situations, mm-hmm. not all, mm-hmm. in some situations, I feel like that may be something where, yes, yeah, she may not be the best looking, but she treats him better. She does this better than not justifying right. infidelity. Right. Same thing can be said for women. They might be with a dude that's just ripped up to the T and, you know, and he's got a great job and he's got this, but there are things that are lacking. And then that's when she may go to someone that's, you know, less attractive, less in shape, you know, but he treats her better. Right. So one of the things we're talking about trade-offs and mate selection. And again, the strategies that are adopted by both sexes really vary across, you know, history. They also vary upon individual. For instance, um, one of the things I always thought of is that if you were with a, if I was with a very, very, very successful man, one of the things that's often a reality for these guys, more or less, is that multiple women are often pursuing them. And so I would have, if I had a big fear of being cheated on, Mm -hmm. I would not want a very successful man. I would make a trade-off for more emotional stability. Or and go is for like possible, the middle class. Guy. Is it possible that you find a successful man, but he's not successful in in the limelight? Like he a may be key. he may be like a the top commodities broker in his firm. Ain't nobody checking for no commodity broker. I wouldn't broker. trust his ass either, man. That's the worst going out to those steakhouses <laughs> where there's all these thoughts right. hanging out at the bar. Right. I'm this joking, is true. Really. This is true. But um, it is funny because, so again, it's always trade-offs. Women with economic resources, they place less emphasis on a man's socioeconomic status. So women that have fewer resources are going to overall generally tend to have a, a greater emphasis on this. And likewise, you could be a guy who does not want to have kids. You will not care so much what a woman's age is. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, one of my friends, he was 20 something and he said he used to date older women regularly, did not want to have kids, not interested. He also seemed like he said he connected with um, women that were a little older. I'm talking like 10 years or something. Yeah. He just thought they were more interesting and just more fun. And there could be, say, something for if you were looking for STR, uh, short term relationships, a sexual exper- a more sexually experienced person, too. There's something to say. So it is. It's all interesting. It's all in flex because there's things like technology, which is changing things like fertility. There's um, also I think women are. It's interesting to see there's a few high profile relationships in Hollywood where you see someone like a Kate Beckinsale, you know, who that Mm -hmm. actress is, I think, early 40s, really good looking Mm -hmm. woman, just divorced. And she's going out with like a 21 year old guy having fun, having fun, having fun. And I'm seeing a nicely young Thundercat. Yeah, I'm seeing that. um, There's a couple other examples, too, that I've been seeing, too. So it's it's kind of well, look at Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher married. You know what I'm saying? They yeah, they actually got married. They were yeah. married for a cool minute too. Yeah, they people really <clears throat> bagged on her because I think he was what 27, she was 40, so it wasn't Something. huge. It was like a 13 year, and they're yeah. both established, so it's not like he's hanging out with her because he needs money. The dude right. has money. Yeah, he was doing his own thing, right. but yeah, it was just. But there's some situations where we already know there's a double standard. You know, no yeah. one says anything when there's a 50 year old dude dating a 20 something. But, you know, let her do it. And, you know, she was like, ah, what's wrong with you? You're disgusting. Yeah, you know, it's He's funny. A baby. I wonder if that's going away. The the older, because here's <clears throat> the thing. I've managed to live in, like, high-income areas. Not that I am high-income myself, but I'm like a... Don't be fooled, y'all. <laughs> 
I'm just an observer of the human condition. And if you look around, like in the restaurants, I'm talking places like Palm Beach, I'm talking about like, you know, high income areas in Los Angeles. Generally, people that are married tend to be married to other high status individuals. Like, for instance, you see like doctors, at least with like an anesthesiologist. You know what I mean? They might not be with the same level of doctor, but you often see that people just want to be comfortable. So if I'm like, let's say a dude who's like macking five medical degrees, I probably want for the long term someone who's got like a little education, a little status under that their belt. They can kind of keep up with you. Right, just to kind and, of, and right. the things in the lifestyle that you're already accustomed to as opposed to having to bring someone up from the... Right, and it doesn't mean I can't, you know. I see very few relationships where you see a high-status individual with a very low status. And a few that I've seen... Tend yeah, I'm a doctor, but my, my, my woman is a... She's a custodian at a school. Right. (laughs) And of course, you could be like the manicurist with the heart of gold who's like brilliant. But I don't see that very much. And I've lived in these places before. Generally, people tend to be see it in the movies. Yeah, you see it in the movies. But in real life, you see ages and looks. People are pretty well yoked, generally. But So there it is. I guess the bottom line is that um, always develop the great uh, attributes that you have. And guys, if you're thinking women are gold diggers, we're not because there's lots of people hooked up with all types of people. And maybe you're the beauty digger. Bam! What about that? <laughs> okay. So, let's talk about because we're talking about gold diggers. So, let's just go ahead and talk about it. We got a couple things I want to touch on, and I know we're you know getting short for time. Let's talk about profile of a gold digger, and we're talking, and you and you have Jeremy Meeks on here, the hot felon. Yes, and as you can see, this is this I bring this up because this gauged a lot of interest on like social media, and of course in like the online tabloids. Jeremy Meeks, as you know, is the hot felon. He's also married with kids, and he recently just did some European catwalking. And then he was seen over the weekend canoodling with this billionaire heiress, Chloe Green. And Chloe Green um, is a heiress. Like her father owns Topshop in Europe along with a few other brands. Lots of money. And of course, uh, that kind of alliance could be very conducive to his career in the fashion world. So it was an interesting reversal. And there were so many comments on these stories I wanted to bring it up. Because again, women are usually typecast as the quote unquote gold diggers. But this was an interesting alleged reversal because again he's married she's not considered a conventionally attractive woman but she is a woman of significant right. means high status woman right. and of course it could be alleged that um he's, he's enjoying low-key yeah um i mean granted the boy got the boy got his own money um obviously i mean he kind of he kind of took off he did after he got out of jail uh, for me, like, I, I remember, I remember when they showed this mug shot and they were like, oh my God, oh my God, he's so amazing. <laughs> um, but then it just goes to show, like, I mean, this dude had a chick that, you know, his wife right. who held him down. I don't remember how long he was in jail, but he was in jail for a cool, cool Few minute. Years yeah. Something? And she held it down. Right. And it just goes to show like, you know, this is how he, you know pays her back and she's a good-looking woman yeah too, she is know? yeah she is apparently um, loyal <laughs> but i'm not gonna lie like i kind of thought about that when i first started seeing like 
you know, as he got out and, you know, he was starting to get modeling contracts right. and he was starting to get, you know, you know, uh, print ads and things like that. I was like, okay, this dude's kind of blowing up. Like, yeah. Is he going to hold his wife down the way she held him down? Oh. Or once he starts mingling, cause there's a lot of pictures where you see he's doing stuff overseas and you don't see his wife around. So she's probably back at home. Kids are in school yeah. and he's just out gallivanting around with all these, you know, Richie types. Right, right. Because notice, you don't see him with a supermodel, per se. So he's maybe having some strategy there with his selection. I mean, yeah, I I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, he's probably got that hustler spirit. So there's a, you know, hey, for all we know, he might have said, look, babe, I'm going to go do this modeling thing. Right. And I'm going to make it do what it do. And you're going to see some stuff. But don't worry. You know, I'm coming home to you. But I'm trying to get us, mm -mm mm-mm-mm. Yeah. In a better position. Maybe and, it, and he could yeah. be using it to his advantage to get a leg That's up. True. And and just kind of keep, you know, keep his ascension going. Right, because there's no such thing as bad publicity. It this really isn't. I mean, tons. it sucks and it, it, it looks bad. Right. You know, with their you know, to you know, on his family and his relationship. But we've heard of arrangements like this. Right. You know, so he could be putting in work. And, you know, hey, he's getting, he's got, you know, an exclusive contract with Topshop. You know, that brings in more money. Right, right, They get a bigger house. Yeah. Mom gets a bigger car. That's true. Kids get to go to a better school. Like, I'm not justifying it, but, I mean, we, we really don't know. Granted, yes, it looks bad, and if she, if the wife isn't in on it, then it's even worse, because she held him down, but at the same time. Yeah. It's a really there might be a method to his madness. Yeah, because we were talking about money. So it is all changing. Women, men, you know, looks, it is. all these things. Well, I mean, that's the, the, the sad thing about the double standard is the double standard always goes in one favor of one of one gender and not the other. And there's he's not the first male gold digger. Right. I mean, there's been tons, <laughs> you know. So it's not it's it's all it's fifty fifty. We just don't hear about it as much when it comes right. to men. Right, and it's it's interesting too because if you're thinking about it in the kind of marketplace trading a value for a value, I always figured, gosh, if I was like, let's just sit, be caricature, you know, if I was like, I don't know, a seventy year old dude with lots of money, and I'm trading like a check, you know, a few checks for like some beautiful young thing on my arm, she's actually getting the bad end of the bargain because she's cha- she's. She's trading something that can't be traded. It's like your beauty and your body and your oh and your oh her juicy years right and your emotions. She's losing all of her juicy years. Right, like I'm just with this old check. dude because she's getting that check. Right. And then by the time this old dude kicks the bucket, her juicy years are gone. So now her mate value's decreased. Or just is that what you're, where you're going? Well, no, did I just go left? <laughs> no. No, that's interesting. It's probably part of it. But the idea of that in the end, people are always humans. So even if I'm a guy and I'm just like after like some hot chick's hot body, you want to be loved too. Men are humans too. Men have feelings. Right. So it can't be, it can't feel that good at the end of the day if you're buying somebody's love. Do you get what I'm saying? If I'm LTRing, if I'm wifing somebody who I know is with me for the do re me, Ultimately, it's got to hurt a little bit. It's got to, and it, for her, it's even worse. I always figure because you know she's really the, only sleeping with you because she wants that new Prada bag, right? And what a terrible. She's trade. only sucking those toes because <laughs> Mama wants a new car. <laughs> and for her, it's like I always feel like the women um, think that they're they're making a good trade, but it can't be a good trade, right? Because wouldn't you rather like? Wouldn't you rather 
just have so much fun with someone that makes you really happy and right. be in a studio As opposed apartment to... or being in the Ritz Carlton in a penthouse where someone makes you sad. I mean, you can't, I, I'll take that you don't even want to be with exactly who makes you sick and they touch you and you're just like, Oh, I'm going to oh, puke. Like, you, oh God. It's like, there's not enough money. You got to pop a blue pill every time she want to get freaky because right. otherwise it's not going to happen. Exactly. Like I would oh. rather be in the studio apartment. Ugh. You know what I mean? Eating $3 burritos with some awesome, fabulous, sexy guy who loves me and I love him. Like, and that leads us into relationship yes. goals. Hashtag relationship goals. Yes. Talk about Steph and Aisha Curry. Love them. And here's a beautiful picture, of course, from one of his games. Um, my gosh, I love these guys. The more I read about them, the more I just thought they were such a great model for how to do a relationship well. And it's their family know each other they of course share faith together and they are really good friends they uh, met in middle school i believe they were in a church youth group in charlotte north carolina their parents knew each other um and interestingly enough steph says she didn't care about basketball or the nba or none of that she didn't just let me do whatever i wanted and i liked that so she is somebody that he talked about in college when he played that's how they kind of got to know each other again she would come up and of course she cooked for him she likes she's a cook she's on a cookbook so she used to cook for him and they used to just hang out and they loved each other's company and he said whether i scored 30 points or whether i lost the game for us that night he goes it never changed the way she treated me like we were always like it was just like we'd have a good time and it was really cute one of their championship games like you know why everyone's going out uh the team after the win, he like went with his wife to like a Japanese restaurant. And people said like afterwards they're like sitting in the car singing. Like they just like each other. They're right. friends. That's cool. <laughs> and it's of course he just signed a uh, five year two hundred and one million extension. It's something called a Supermax contracts, richest contract in league history. And so it's so great to see someone who obviously is enjoying his life and right. enjoying like love with somebody who really loves him. Right middle school youth group. So they're actually going to get the most out of that money because they're going to do things together as a family yeah. and enrich their lives as opposed to just, oh yeah, look at this new Ferrari I got. Right. And he's going <laughs> to stay successful for a long time because of that stability at home, right. I suspect. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that is relationship goals. Now, yeah. just real quick, what's not relationship goals is what's uh, what's going on with uh, Rob Kardashian and Black China right now? Um, this morning... I get on Instagram and I see Rob is just putting Black China on blast. Apparently, uh, she dropped by the house early on, early maybe on the 4th of July, broke him off, but then also got broke off in the sense of she got some money and whatever else she needed, maybe a party pack. And if you don't know what a party pack is, because you're like, oh, party pack, fireworks, <laughs> fun stuff. Uh, no, a party pack is like, a pack of like drugs and alcohol and pills. And it's like everything you need for a Hollywood situation. Wow. It's like a party pack. So apparently he provides all these other things. And at some point, I don't know if they got an argument or something like that, but she sent him a video of her in bed with another dude kissing on this dude. Right. Bold. So then in turn, instead of him just taking that and be like, Oh man, I hate you. He put her on blast. He puts that on Instagram. And then he proceeds to just put all the business out there, um, you know, all the stuff that he does. And and I get what he was trying to do. He was trying to, you know, while he was being petty, um, Petty Roosevelt, he was also <laughs> kind of putting her on blast, yeah. which we're going to get more into on our next episode. But he was putting her on blast, but I kind of feel like 
he made himself look really bad at the same time because while I kind of feel sorry for him, mm-hmm. um, given given the, this whole situation, I feel sorry for him, but I only feel sorry to a certain extent. You know, yeah, he had a lot of people in his ear saying, ah, yeah. she's no good. She's only using you for your money. And he didn't really listen to that. Yet he's tricking off. He he said, like, he had just had his jeweler go over there and, and, and she bought, like, $250,000 worth of jewelry. Right. First off, right. I don't know why you need that much money in jewels right. anyway. Um, and he had just bought her a new car, um, you know, like a, a Ferrari or something like that. Uh-huh. So he's just tricking all this money, and he knows that she's cheated in the past and that she might still be cheating. So my question is, is, like, why would you even continue to fund this? Cause he's like, why were you rewarding this bad behavior? Right, so he's, so, he's not well. No, not right. especially when it comes to self-esteem and confidence right. and, yeah. and, and knowing what his worth is yeah. and what he brings to the table other than money versus what she, he's getting from her. Like, it, it sucks. He's a nice guy. I met him. You said you've met him. Just, yeah, in passing. In I met, yeah, I met him at the house party years ago. Wow. He seems like a pretty cool dude. You know what's weird? It was the weirdest thing because I have to be walking into this tent and he was walking out and there's this part where it's kind of just closed off mm-hmm. and we we're the only two people in there and I looked up and I kind of recognized it and I just smiled because I'm drinking champagne it's polo, I'm happy. Right. You know what I mean? And it was interesting because he had a look in his eye. He seemed like like had a sweetness in his eye. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? He had like a, a kind of, it was just a glimpse you get from someone. Yeah, no. I, I can't speak to the sweetness when I met him. I wasn't like, oh, Rob, you look oh, so Rob, sweet, bro. I just, but we were at this, I don't even remember, again, like I was just out mm-hmm. and I don't even remember how I ended up at this party, but this guy used to actually play for the Clippers wow. and I ended up, he was having the after party at his house. Somehow I ended up there. I'm in Encino and he's got his chef making everybody breakfast, or oh. not breakfast, but he's making Stuff. everybody food. Yeah. I mean, it was really cool. And at one point, everybody kind of just scattered. And it's me and Rob, similar situation. Weird. And we're just sitting at the table. Uh-huh. And I'm kind of like, I know who he is. And I'm just like, <laughs> do I acknowledge it? I know who you are. I know or do who I just, are. Or do I just say, hey, what's up, man? And I just kind of went with the, right. hey, what's up, man? Right. And, you know, just kind of shot the, you know, shot the shit for just a couple minutes. Right. But he seemed like a pretty cool dude. Right. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I definitely would not tolerate that. No. In any relationship. Right. And he doesn't um, have to, right? Because, no, he really doesn't have right. to. Uh, so, so I don't know. So that's he? the that's definitely the opposite uh, opposite of relationship goals. Exactly. Because I kind of feel like he's he's using his money, or he was using his money to keep her around, and to kind of keep her happy. When she really should have just been happy with him. But it's hard for her to be happy with him when he's not happy with himself. Yeah. And it's hard for him to be happy with her because he's not happy with himself. See, it's so it's re- just a whole big mess. It's a reversal, too, because it's interesting because she's the one stepping out. And how many dudes are we talking? Oh, we're talking at least three or four. Busy girl. Like, I mean. Over the weekend? I have to go. No, no, no. Not necessarily <laughs> over the weekend, but just over the course of them seeing each other or, or something like that? Well, see, this is his thing with the Rita Ora because I remember him going, kind of having a meltdown on social media. This is, goes back a few years. He had one with uh, Adrian Bailon, too. Because he was like, I can't believe I heard that Rita 
like cheated on me with like let's just say 30 dudes it was a huge number and it for all we know it was probably like hearsay like somebody was messing right, it was with probably them. more like one or two right or not even you know right. what i mean who knows right. or you know but he was like so heartbroken and he took to social media where he's like i can't believe it like so maybe there's a psychological pattern because like going back to all this mate selection like the thing that overrides any choice you make is your personal psychology this is true right so i mean there's so many cases of and we you know you see this a lot where like there's a woman that you could look at that's exquisitely beautiful and she makes bad decisions when it comes to men likewise for men they do the same thing where you're just like you've got like you're a good looking dude you're a nice dude you've got like some money and you keep going after like greedy sluts terrible terrible slores it usually goes back to something like in childhood right no this is true um yeah i don't know and again I, i don't get it i mean a lot of people do it and we're going to talk about this more on another episode. <clears throat> I don't understand. Like, get a journal. Get a journal. Yeah. There's apps. If you don't want to actually write in a journal, there's apps that you can have on your phone that you can lock. Get a journal. Put all that frustration and anger and hurt and sadness oh, and those feelings you right. have in a journal. Exactly. Don't put all your business on social right. media. Because you go back <clears throat> to this idea. like, Because once yeah. it's out on the internet... It's there. Right. Like right. all of this stuff is there. It's, it's there. never going to go away. Like right. even though his Instagram got shut down, yeah. I can still Google right now and pull up every every post that he made, wow. every comment that was made and everything else. Don't you think it's odd that Kardashian curse where like the women in that um in that family are seen as kind of very like uh not they're seen as destroying. They're not good. Any dude that comes near them is just they like are. destroyed. Like they go, they don't do well. Let's yeah, no, not at all. Um, <laughs> you don't touch them. But um, we'd love to. Uh, if you are joining us in the chat, we'd love to see if we could pull up the chat. We are listening to you guys, and we always are interested in what you guys think. So, of course, we have some VIP in our DMC. We do. Circle. We do have a lot of VIPs. Um, but yes, it is weird because, especially with you, brought up a good point. You talked about. If you feel bad for him, so okay, if you are the victim of a situation, you can qu- quickly be seen as the villain in the situation if you strike back publicly like that, right? Right, because right, there are going to be some people that are going to blast him now right. as being the bad guy because he's putting because he's putting all the business out there and trying to shame her. Right. Because I've already seen some of it. Yeah. When, I mean, granted, I've never been a big fan of Black China myself, uh-huh. but now I'm really not a fan of Black China. <laughs> but at the same time, there's, it's kind of like, okay, dude, stop. Like, right. stop. Right, It's like, true. Save at least a little bit of your dignity. Yeah, exactly. It's like, um, have some uh, discipline in that So, regard. as we're talking about all of this tricking off of money, let's talk about ways to smartly manage love and money, because... Clearly, your boy is not doing it correctly. Exactly. And, of course, with that, we have a way throwback video. I think this goes back to um, the 80s with a little bit of Eddie Murphy from Raw. Uh, language warning, of course. J-O-B if you want to be with me. And Lyric Girl ain't nothing going on but the rent. Like, if you went up and said, hey, babe, what's going on? The rent, motherfucker. <laughs> you have a job? Well, I want to get the fuck out of my face. Got to have some money. Says no romance without finance. And women love them songs. They go, got to have a day of you. <laughs> Janet Jackson got a hit record. What have you done for me lately? 
That's what they've been thinking. What have you done for me lately? The record start off like that. I know he used to do shit for you, but what has he done for you lately? Baby, I love you. What have you done for me lately? You the only thing on my mind. What have you done for me lately? We make good love. What have you done for me lately? Got to have some money to get the pussy in the 80s. It's fucked up. That's why I say, hey, I'm a target. I, if I ever get married, I have to go off to the woods of Africa and find me some crazy, naked zebra bitch that knows nothing about money. She got to be butt naked on a zebra with a big bone in her nose and a big plate lip. There you have it. <laughs> Basically. And then even then... That can backfire on you. Right. So, so Eddie, get out of Hollywood. Let's talk work. about some good strategies. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Of course, be honest about your situation. Um, one of the things that this is like, I'm talking Palm Beach tonight, but something that some guys used to do, which I thought was interesting, is that this is really embarrassing to even say. I'm so embarrassed to say this. I didn't do this. So, of course, they would, um, there's Palm Beach Island. Some guys would come onto the island and hang out in bars and represent like they're from the island. When in fact they weren't. Oh, I know it's really it's so embarrassing. Like I can't even. Wow, <laughs> it's a weird thing. Like they were like rich dudes, which yeah. of course <clears throat> wasn't the case. Right. Yeah, but if, basically if, it was faking the funk. Right, faking the funk. And even if you weren't looking, even if you're not interested in how much the guy make, he's immediately like a liar and a fraud. Right. So he's out. He's right. done. So not a good strategy. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like you're saying, be honest about your situation. Uh, be honest if you have a little debt. Yeah. You know, be upfront about it. Better to be upfront than they find out later, like, and oh, wow, this. you've got tons of debt. Right. Like, guys have said <clears throat> this about women, women vice versa, but, like, a guy, you know, of course, I was just, like, listening in on this conversation. He was dating this girl, found out she had, like, a huge amount of debt and a huge amount of money that she had to carry every month. Mm. And he was going to not be the sucker in that situation. No. Yeah, definitely. Um... So, essentially, the takeaway from that is learn the reality of your potential LTR's financial picture. Right. Um, it's okay if they have some debt, whether it's him or her, um, but you guys need to definitely have a discussion about it. And if you're not, you know, Captain, you know, Captain Sava them. Right. <laughs> um, and you don't plan on really helping with their debt, then that needs to be made clear at the onset of the relationship. Yeah. Or at, at the point where you guys are like, oh, let's take this to the next level. It needs to be made clear, like, hey, I'm not paying for this. Mm -hmm. I, I understand this is your debt. It's going to stay your debt. And then, you know, and you work that out. And, you know, I'll work out my stuff and you work out your stuff. And then once our stuff is done, then we can look at combining assets and things like that. Right. And if you have a discussion about it, then it leaves zero room for surprises, zero room for being blindsided. And you guys kind of have an understanding at that point and there's been at least some conversation so then you know how you're going to move forward and you know what you've got to do with your money she right. knows what she's got to do with her money and until you guys are both on the same playing field just keep your finances separate exactly but having that discussion is very uncomfortable but it's really weird if you it's like i don't know anybody who's experienced if you ignore financial difficulties they get 50 times worse until they you're do. forced to deal with them and they then it's do. ugly and then it's going to cost you way more. It's so much easier just to turn around and face it head on. I know it's not easy. Um, something also just from the research, 
I know if you're a guy who's like 18, 19, 20, you got, you're a young guy and you're like, how am I, you know, I realize women are going to assess me based upon my ability to like provide, but yo, I'm like freaking 22 or I'm in college. <laughs> right. Um, Something that's uh, women do look at is something that ambition, ambition. So the likelihood of being able to be a good provider in the future. So uh, young men, this is something from research, who are driven to success are more likely to attract um, women. It's a general thing. Again, general, general, general. So if you've got that drive. Right. If you're a hustler, you might not have it now, but women are going to at least appreciate that you are an ambitious guy who has the likelihood of becoming very, having commercial success going down the road. So that counts for quite a bit. And of course, men too, uh, again, men don't generally select on a woman's uh, net worth as much, depending though some guys might. But uh, the idea is that no one wants a layabout. So men are, are very interested in a woman who's interested in something, right? Right. Passionate about something, motivated. You gotta do something. Yeah, yeah. So for both sides, it's kind of like the onus. It's my word of the night is on both sides to be ambitious, to be involved in life. I think it's kind of going away the idea of just kind of showing up and being pretty. It it really is. You got to bring something more to right. the table than just your looks and your vagina. Right. And dudes <laughs> like bringing money. You've got to have like some kind of emotional capacity. You've got to cultivate really a 360. You right. can't just go like, oh, I've got money. I'm going to get what I want. You might get some STRs and some STDs. But uh, if you're looking get a little for, double pack. For, for a Steph Curry type of situation, an LTR that makes you feel good, it's not going to be the way it's going to work. And with that, it's time to wrap. It is. All right. So are we uh, we going to do our little host confessional? Yes. Mine's gonna... very simple. Okay. People who follow you on Instagram just to unfollow you a day later. It's the stupidest thing. It doesn't oh. help your brand. I'm going to ignore it. Doesn't. it company. Yeah. Like I suddenly can't stand you. You've just made like a big old enemy on Instagram. So do not follow to unfollow. It's really cheesy. Okay. It's so it, cheesy. it is. And it's tacky. And 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 see what I've what I've come to the conclusion because I remember this like when you know the there used to be the big follow train at least for me like on when I was on Twitter well I still am but you know when I was on Twitter um, early on you know everybody would do these follow trains and you know follow to get followers and you follow them and a whole bunch of people supposedly follow you but then once you follow them then they all unfollow you. And then there's so many different applications now where you can see who unfollows you. Yeah. Um, so what I do is my rule of thumb is if you're not famous, like legitimately famous, not you think you're famous because you bought a bunch of followers. If you are not legitimately famous and you're you're not really a public figure, then you need to follow me back because you're not. Granted, not that a celebrity is higher than me, but I don't expect Tay Diggs to follow me back unless we know each other. Or I'm just that damn interesting to Tay Diggs that he's like, yo, I'm following Kells. Right. I don't expect that. I don't expect that from celebrities. But if you just regular Joe Blow, then you're no you're no better than me to where you can't follow me back. That's true. Like, so if you want my follow, then I'm gonna need you to follow me back. Yeah. So for me, when I go through and I look, if if the people that aren't following that 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 aren't following me that I'm following, if we have not engaged in some some shape way shape or fashion, and you're not a celebrity, then I unfollow you. Like it's not that serious. Yeah. So that's not necessarily my quirk. Yeah. Um, but it is one of my is or my pet peeves. But it is one of them. 
Um, yeah, I definitely don't like the whole uh, follow thing. Uh, for me, since we're obviously going to keep it under the whole social media umbrella, uh, my thing is, <clears throat> whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, that is your digital virtual space. And it's no different than if you if someone opens their door and lets you into their house, hmm. the one of the first things you do is you speak to them, you greet them. Hmm. I don't like um, more so on, fa- I'll say more so, on Facebook, um, when someone requests to follow you, and then you say, okay, cool, boom, you can follow me, and then they don't say anything. Oh, okay. Nothing. And I've, I'm not saying that everybody has to speak, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of times I feel like Facebook is a little more personal. So you want to follow me, I'm going to need you to acknowledge me. Like something, hey, what's up? Even if it's one of those cheesy automated messages that I see a lot of people have now. (laughs) You know, hey, thanks for the follow. Check out my YouTube. Right. Something. Yeah. But you just, I just just let you in my virtual space and you can't even speak. You in my house, bro. Okay. You can't say hi. Yeah. That's just, you know, that's my pet peeve. That's something for me. All right. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. But don't worry. If you want more done and chaos, Jay, we got the catfish coming to you. (laughs) In the next 60 minutes. So the Catfish Show's coming up. This has been DMC. We got more for you. Jimmy V will be back next week. Thank you for tuning in. By all means, hit us up in the comments. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Mm. Make sure you leave us some comments. Hit us up in the chat. Rate us five stars on iTunes for all our iTunes listeners. Five or four. The rest don't count. I'm Chaos J. Twitter. Instagram, chaos underscore oceans 31, 31 flavors of waviness every single day. Get some. <laughs> and where can they find you? Oh, you can find me on Instagram. What? Uh, Constance Dunn and Twitter. Bam. <laughs> and there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. DMC, see you guys next week. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live. Scipio, Instagram, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.